Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect, and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. Thanks to our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark. You've been busy. I, yes, that's all I do. I know. I read about you in Bloomberg. That's absurd. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Who gets in Bloomberg these days? I love that. Just me. I know. So we'll we'll leave. Um, you know what I'd love you to do is uh, let's put a link in the show note, because I'd love for people to learn a little bit more about what you're doing when you're not co-hosting. Oh, sure. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and I'd like to welcome our guest today, David Fortson. David, how are you? Good morning, Mark. We met, a, what, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was anticipation. We were working on, you were working on an event, or I was working on an event, and our paths crossed. Mm -hmm. And I think we really started working together Mm -hmm. on the Nonprofit Resource Network Project. You came in and said, this could be a real asset for the community if we just did these other things. And now you you and Loa Tree have taken that really off into something that's been fantastic for the community. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, again, I'll do credit to you. As you said, uh, you built the garden and I was the gardener. And uh, and, yeah, it's been a a long three years with NPRN. And um, I still fondly uh, remember our, uh, in your office with the clear glass windows, you busy scribbling (laughs) ideas and concepts across the wall. And I was just sitting there, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love to, um, I don't know what I think until I've drawn it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, no window is safe yeah, I, with me. I appreciate that. Um, I, in fact, my office now, I've got this wall with sliding glass nice. doors on it. And I'm constantly on that. And I've, I find that I think standing up so much better. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fascinated with how you've figured out... Uh, a niche here in mm-hmm. Santa Barbara. You know, we, we talk, we've been talking on the show about how people find their space here and then figure out how to make a living here. And you had said off air, it's like you got to want to be here first mm-hmm. because what you need to do to stay here and live and thrive in this community is, is challenging. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I grew up in San Jose, uh, now Silicon Valley. Um, <laughs> Back when I lived there was San Jose, and it was, uh, you know, old orchards that were quickly paved over and urban sure. sprawl, but wonderful place to grow up. And uh, in leaving uh, my high school at the time, um, you know, I applied to all the UCs. I think I got in everything one except UCLA. I would have been a Bruin. Um, but I getting into Santa Barbara, I literally landed here, and um, I looked around, and I was like, I'm home. Yeah. I'm done. And that was arguably my first and only goal coming out of, you know, college and school was to live in this place and um, realizing, you know, right out of the gates that the, uh, you know, overused term lifestyle for me was uh, going to be a central organizing um, point for me in how to build and live in this town. And the other uh, organizing point for me was how do I make a better world doing it? Um, and primarily where, then... Where, where did that come from? Because, you know, that's throughout your, you know, when sure. you read about you, that's a huge part of who you are. Sure. 
was there a, a person, a conversation? Uh, what started that? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I went to uh, you know public schools all through elementary school over on the east side of San Jose, and um, my parents convinced me to uh, try to test into this um, high school uh, called Bellarmine, which was a Jesuit prep college prep huh. school. Up I was in... a chef for the Jesuits. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, Bellarmine. Yes. Nice. Bell- Bellarmine College Prep up in San Jose downtown. And I tested in, got in, and, um, you know, to Bellarmine's credit, uh, it was an all-boys school. And, yep. um, you know, they had a very liberal arts uh, focus. And their whole uh, mantra at the school was to be a man for others. That was... A man for others. Be a man for others. I love that. And it was their organizing principle, um, which sent us to do service in the community, and it sent us to um, learn about change makers in the world. And um, I think the probably the turning point for me that I remember at this point was I took a theology of nature class. Oh, tell yeah. me about that. Well, it was, it was the um, premise that uh, God had a, uh, you know, believed that, you know, nature was sacred at the end of the day. Sure. And um, that the teacher's interpretation of that is we have a role in uh, protecting, living in peace with and harmony with nature. And I remember a uh, uh, field trip, essentially, we went on to the Palo Alto foothills outside of Stanford after a fire. And mm-hmm. I p- literally planted my first oak tree. Wow. And it was, wow. you know, kind of one of those. 14 or 15 yeah, years 14 old. or 15 years yeah. old. And it was. You know, it sounds funny now, and it's, you know, plant a tree, and, you know, it changes you. But it was, it was one of those things where I talked to my parents when I was about 17, and I said, you know, I wanted to major in environmental studies um, going into college, much to their chagrin. Why, why to their chagrin? Uh, they, uh, you know, they, uh, my dad was military, he was a commercial airline pilot, my mom was a teacher, they met in Okinawa, uh, hmm. and hmm. Their, um, their lens for their living is a lot different than my lens. Um, thankfully, I had the, the shoulders to be able to stand on to be able to even contemplate protecting the environment as a lifestyle or as a job or at as a 17. profession at 17, which honestly, they just didn't have that opportunity. Right. Um, so I, I think there was some, um, we were literally seeing some generational differences there. And I said, I want to do it. And they said, I don't know how you're going to make any money, but go ahead and do what you want. <laughs> sure. Take To their credit, they always said, do what you want. and uh, Well, it w- probably was not cheap going to that high school and getting no, you all set up for no, that. No, it was not cheap. Right. No, not cheap, and nor was UCSB. Right. I mean, even though sure. comparatively it's uh, it looks like a good deal now. Um, but I literally, uh, first day on campus, I got recruited as a freshman into a very small environmental group called Environmental Affairs Board on campus. And um, there was a bunch of seniors who were uh, moving on, and they handed over the keys to me uh, as a sophomore. And um, we built that organization into close to, we had 100 to 150 people at every meeting for wow. years on end after that and took on anything from Mobile mobile Oil, who was trying to put a slant drilling rig right on campus, all the way to oak, protect, oak protection initiatives to endangered species work. And it turned into a full, it turned into the foundation of my education at UCSB. How, how does the word activists fit into that because mm-hmm. there's 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 it's got a lot of it's a loaded word oh totally without a doubt um activists to me meant and it's something i still 
throw around and, you know, maybe it's a detriment to some people who are fearful of that. But just as a reminder, our uh, our soon to be retiring president, you know, coined himself a community activist uh, when he was younger. I thought he was community organizer. Organizer. Or I could call myself an organizer too. They're oh, so semi interchangeable. You could probably talk to an organizer, and they, uh, you know, an activist and organizer. They have they have good relationship. Um, but the the concept was we literally um, we took took to the streets. There was a lot of uh, protesting. We had a lot of um, organized activities to raise awareness in a loud and visual way. And that w- that really, when I was in college. Because I'm thinking UCSB, I'm thinking of the you know the burning the bank and mm-hmm. the the anti the 68 mm-hmm. the, the anti war movement. So, is there something about college that just I, uh, I you know it, it's I think it's a lot of people finding their voice and it's the first time they realize their power. And hmm. this is a hmm. probably one of the most tangible, immediate ways that you notice how you can grab attention, how you can get media, how you can get attention of uh, decision makers, and how you can ultimately change policy. And, you know, I, and I, I, I will say in, in um, that I probably, when I started to drift away from the uh, kind of activist focus um, was at the WTO uh, up in Seattle. Huh. And, you know, when you deal with tear gas and all of that oh, stuff, it's... Yeah. And just in, I just realized it wasn't necessary that it was an activism and that form of expression wasn't uh, legitimate. It was more that I realized at some point it was not who I was in the sense of how I wanted to express um, my desire to make a better planet. It didn't, it didn't feel like at some point it was the right vehicle for me to do so. And also I was getting older. I was starting to think more about professions. But you know, for through college, um, it was the classic long-haired activist. And by the time I was 21, I ran and was elected to the Isla Vista Recreation and Park District Board of Directors and controlled the million-dollar budget for a community of wow. 30,000 people. So it's it was a uh, uh, powerful but relatively quick journey from citizen activist to uh, I don't know if insider is the right word, but I was working outside to the structure, literally to being an elected official at the, you know, at, in 1998. You get elected for that? I did. I was a so top you had to run? Yes. So you made posters? And I made posters badges? and, 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 and I'll say, and Vote I for was, it was Fortson, Kennedy, Wolk and Kahn. We, <laughs> with our four out of five seats and we took all four. And so we literally controlled the, I had a cabal? we had a, we had a total cabal backroom smoke filled, you know, anyhow. So, but the I know the, you girls are listening. Yeah, exactly. Make this G-rated. Um, but you know, it was again trans on a transition level. Um, when we were, when I was, uh, I was twenty-two, we ran a campaign twenty-three um, because the funding for the district was up in up uh, um, uh, due to some statewide legislation that passed. We were going to lose about two-thirds of our revenue for, for the, the park district. For the park district, we basically had to run. An entire assess- uh, uh, a tax assessment because of um, so at twenty two, we were said we need to charge ourselves six hundred thousand dollars. Did you even know what the heck a tax? I, I barely did, but we right? again we ran it. But the beauty was we ran it. We were successful, and it lowered taxes. It doubled the park size, and you know I was just like, whoa, victory, small government, great service. You know, and I right. and I love to be honest, I love sticking you in the face. Who said you know young 
idealistic students can't run, you know, can't you know implement their ideas in a in a civil society. And I said that's wrong. And you, so back up just a second. So you learned that you know taking a position, drawing attention, you could change policy. You could so you kind of saw the how to get something done. That's right. And then went out and got a role, took this role, elected, got your guys, figured out what the problem was, and then solved the problem working within the system right. rather than protesting OR yeah. parks and That's all of right. that. And you made a, I mean, you made a huge difference. It, I mean, for a 22-year-old, it was an impact. And, you know, it was something that was incredibly formative for me, not only as a how do you make change, but also, you know, from a professional standpoint now, it was my earliest marketing communications training. Well, that's I, I, I'm going to I'm going to park that yeah, for a second because sure. I know that's what you do now. I, when when we say how do you make change? Because we all there's a lot of complaining going on, mm-hmm. right? But you are you did something. Are there? If you were talking to your 22 year old self right now, mm-hmm. what? What was what are the th- what did you have to do if there were three things? I want to make change. Sure. Uh, well, you know, I, and I've given you know a number of talks to, to students. Oh, you have. Yeah, and and I love it because it, it was it's literally the same question, and I get asked, you know, because I started out at essentially eighteen, you know, trying to put on a change maker hat and right. wandering into the wilderness essentially, you know. How do I do this? How do I do this? Because right, I'm a man for others. That's right, and that was born from that. And it's um, the one of the first things I recommend, particularly for young folks, is. Young folks, yeah, not to sound, <laughs> yeah. sorry, okay. not to sound condescending. Okay, Grandpa. Thank you, thank you. I do have children. I'm, I've got my, look at this. Mark, do you see this thing? There's a gray hair in here. It's coming. It's popping out any minute now. Okay, we'll take a photo of that. <laughs> we have a show notes. No, so, but the, the first thing I tell, uh, tell students at the university is get out of class and go get involved with organizations. Okay. That's you know, literally number one, and it's, and with no offense to university or books or anything like that, um, but academia has you know a significant limits on sure. its ability it's to. It's just one part of the. It's just one part. That's exactly one part. right. So you know, go get, find the thing you love to do. Get and involved. just do it. Don't worry about if it makes sense. Don't worry about if you know what the uh, the haters are saying. You just go do what you love, and you're gonna wrap. You'll be able go to wrap some things. for something. That's right. Uh, so that's one. That's one. It's probably secondarily is. You know, when you're in the middle of something and trying to make change, pay attention to all the things that you're learning about, you know, in the sense mm. of where you're heading is unlikely where you're you're going to end up in right. the sense of like, ah, I'm going to be over there. I want you. What's interesting to me is when you're running toward that thing and all of a sudden someone throws up a big wall and you got to go left or right. Yeah. Which one you choose. And then you're finding new opportunities yep. and new vehicles to, you know, achieving that goal. Yeah. And then, you know, so just being so would we say that's open to alternatives or just paying attention as you're going? I'd say it's it's to some degree both of those. I mean, it's it's, you know, to me as being in the journey that I'm still in, it's, you know, saying, hey, I'm I don't know exactly how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to start walking or running that way. And I know along the way I'm going to find the thing that is going to manifest itself in a way that's best for me. You know, even if like I thought I was going to be here, I just ran into too many walls and I pivoted this way or that way. And I found this other uh, idea or this other concept or this other cohort of people that are really going to help take me to the next level personally and what I want to achieve professionally. I'm I'm hearing like run, run in a direction, not necessarily to a place. Yeah, it's, it's, 
run toward the, the yeah. thing out there. Yeah. Well, but I just mean like 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 you're you're kind of saying like it's very very often it, the the goal is a nice way to get you in motion. Yeah. But but it's everything else. Oh, along it's the it's way. all the stuff. Mm. That's yeah. that's the amazing part about everything, right? right. I mean, it's yeah, the yeah. stuff yeah, along yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's you know, holding that and being present to enjoy that is really. Um, it can be challenging at times, especially for goal goal oriented people like all of right. us in the room. How do I know yeah. when I've succeeded at That's doing right. that thing? That's right. At and making good choices. So. I'm I'm working on a project right now um, where my uh, companion is Brazilian chief technology mm-hmm. officer, and I met with him last week in New York, and I I was like, well, I want to build a roadmap of what we're doing over the next. I mean, I know where we are in the next few sprints, but where are we in the next yeah, year? Right, where exactly. are we three years? Where are we four years? And he said, I hate roadmaps. <laughs> and I was like, oh, tell me more. Yeah. Because that's he not goes, what you meant. You were, you were just looking for a new I, thing, but he his says, metaphor was. I like a compass direction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Which wow. is what you're saying, that's right? right? Yeah. He says, that's, I, exactly that's, right. that's yeah. the direction we're going. Let's see what happens. Like, what, yeah. what user feedback are we going to get? What market that's feedback right. are we going to get? Who, who knows? And if you, if you have a script already laid out, then you're. You're closed off to innovation and new all the discussion. wonderful right. things yeah. and serendipity and all That's of right. that. Exactly. So what's the third one? We get out of class, we just you know enjoy the journey and pay attention. What's the third one? Uh, I'd say persistence is probably the uh. the third. And and this comes from and you know it's maybe another bottle of wine in a different podcast, but it's you know the when things are dark and things are difficult and you know. So much in life, it feels like it's, are, are you the last man or woman standing in in your journey on the way there? Because, you know, there's going to be people who come up and they fall out and there's going to be things that challenge you, but they fall away. And if you just... And yet you're still If you steadfast. just keep moving and don't worry about the shiny gold rings, you know, that, you know, the the things that, you know, you feel like you have to have to prove your accomplishment, you just keep moving. is It's just amazing how... It's you're just there, and people are like, "Wow, you're not, you're you're real. You're not something that's just a flash in the pan. You're solid. You're dedicated. You're solid. And it's I know as somebody who wants to build my team or depend on somebody that when things get tough, you're not gonna, you know, fly it's away. It's an attractive quality, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's an incredibly attractive quality in the sense that it attracts. Which kind of gets to the name of your business. Yes. Explain the name of your business. Sure. Uh, well, you know, we have a the the parent company is Loa Tree, and Loa stands for Law of Attraction. The idea that what you give off to the world is what you're going to get back. And um, it was again one of those things. I was a whole another story living out on a 300 acre permaculture ranch in West Goleta for about five years with my family, and just literally dreaming big as we had big vistas and big mountains right. and. And uh, I was like, I was at Sonos at the time um, on, a whole, on a whole nother track. And I was like, I want to create, I want to create the company that is going to carry, you know, my, my vision for how I want to live my life now. And it was, it was just studying and, you know, exploring all the philosophical and all of the, you know, business things and trying to mash it all up. And I said, you know, the I watched The Secret at the time, and I was like, God, that's amazing. And it was there's a little woo-woo in there for me that I don't totally sure. connect with. But sure. at the same time, the whole idea that um, just start being who you yeah. want to Take be a step, authentically going. from day one in how you express yourself personally and in relationships and business and whatever, 
and you're going to create an ecosystem that is on a foundational level is so strong. It doesn't matter what fire burns over you or what earthquake hits your life. You're going to run through that. You're going to be able to carry through and keep moving and keep growing like this, not like this. You know, I, I appreciate the hockey stick and business and all that stuff, but my more in, organic, more my ideal growth is organic with always the center being as strong as possible and growing on the edges. And I'm not afraid of, you know, nice growth per se, and whether it's business or relationships or other, otherwise, but it's got to be based on this, you know, central uh, organizing or, or philosophical principle that's really strong and authentic from day one. So that gets, that speaks to the persistence as persistence, well. So exactly. it, 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 I want to stay on persistence yeah. for a second because I'm studying <coughs> grit and about it. I am, oh, oh <laughs> lovely. Yeah. I got that. Yeah. Uh, as a 19, 20, 21 year old, you're developing these core values that are guiding principles for your, as it turns out, your whole adult life now. I mean, you're so, you know, almost a grandfather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one gray hair. What do you think, because I, I think that that age group has got pretty bad ADD, um, pretty bad um, uh, continuous partial attention mm -hmm. through, I mean, technology and all of those sure. things that have changed everything now. What's the advice now when you're talking to that age group to get over that like how do you have how do you delay that instant grat that need for instant grat that's a that's a uh that's a tough one um i know i don't know if i have any sage advice um for that knowing you know if i can make it through this whole show without looking at my phone i'll be pretty happy yeah. <laughs> um the you know similarly um the the idea of putting some large goals in your life out there and mm. you know and pursuing and banging against walls on the way and you know climbing over things and digging under to keep pursuing that is still it's still to me w what it's all about and you know even from a personal level of um you know as we talked about i was elected at 21 to a small government and i was like oh god this is not for me then I went and um, traveled the world for a year and saw the planet. That was incredible. And on the way back in between Guatemala and Costa Rica, I got a job with Hannah Beth Jackson, went back oh. into government, you know, working as a state elected official or a state elected rep for, or, I'm sorry, a representative for state elected official wearing polyester pants and terrible oh shirts. And oh. I was there for a year and a half and I was like, somebody get, get me out of here as fast as possible. And, and, it with, and I you know, love Hannah Beth and I'm so grateful she represents us because she is a powerful, uh, powerful person. But again, wasn't for me. Not a you. Great learning experience. Yeah, yeah. Started my own nonprofit. Great experience raising money in there four years. Couldn't, I couldn't handle it after a while because I realized that, again, that it was an advocacy organization and sitting in front of the board of supervisors telling them what mm -hmm. to do and what not to do, I realized wasn't for me. You know, then it was, I'm going to go learn business, I jump over to Sonos. I sat in direct sales. I, you know, sat next to, you know, John and Tom and Trung and, sure. you know, the whole sure. crew when they were 30, 40 people. And I got to sit and listen and watch business for three years, but also I was in direct sales and it was inbound calls and I, <laughs> it wasn't for me, you know, mm -hmm. it was incredible, mm -hmm. but it wasn't for me, you know, and that's at that point where I was like, okay, now I'm in my early mid thirties, 
I bounced around. Sooner or later, you're going to have to get to the it's for it's me. for me, yeah. and it's and again, it's not the path. You know, everyone's got their own path. I'm just saying this is my path. But it was like, okay, I'm I'm leaving, and essentially went into poverty. Started Loa. <laughs> Literally, I mean, is sure. I want the what? classic example of like. I'm cutting the cord of everything that makes sense in my life, you know, <laughs> with two kids pulling, and a house. You're pulling the oh. escape, the escape, the escape. Two house. kids oh. and a house, left yeah. it all, left yeah. my, you know, and then went into full entrepreneurial mode and, you know, and started Loa. Is um, that, is, then, was that for you? And it, it is for me. It, this is for me. I want to hear Loa Tree. I'm not familiar. Tell me more about Loa Tree and what that. Sure. What's your programming? Um, you well, it, you know, and it's to, in explaining the company, and it, you'll see it's as about as complex and um, as as my brain is, which is a semi mess half the time. Is you know, we're creating essentially an ecosystem. So Loa Tree is the side of our company that profiles change makers, builds community, and inspires people to pursue their passions. That primarily manifests itself in uh, blogging, literally profiling people who are doing amazing work. And um, on a public level, branding level, you'll see us. Um, it's what we lead with when we put together events like Green Drinks and Santa Barbara Earth Day, which is uh, uh, hosted by the Community Environmental Council. We've been doing that for seven years now. It's 30,000 people for two days. And we literally do the marketing communications. We mm -hmm. do the volunteer management, all that kind of stuff, where we actually earn money and where we pay for the growth of this big concept um, after, you know, Loa being our, if you will, our B2C arm is Loa.com. Right. Loa.com is our uh, B2B arm, and that is, you know, one part marketing communications agency, one part strategy firm, and one part community builder. And it's the, the concept of working directly with executives, directly with organizations who speak one to many, and we help them execute their vision in a better way. So we, anything from kind of classic marketing, communication, web and brand development, but also saying similarly, you're trying to get from here to here. We're going to pull in partners. We're going to pull in tools. We're going to build you things that allow you to do that. And if, you know, I, I bristle a little bit when people just call us a marketing firm. It, it sounds like as a you great can, as marketing you can, firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, all, he's tensed up now. Yeah, right? he, he kind of got ready to. Right? Yeah, yeah, just like, but I, it shields I feel down, it. bud. It's I okay. Know. We're I friends. I feel it, though. You know, it's like, because it's, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like, it, it, not that, you know, again, if you had a checkbox, we're a marketing right. communications agency, but what we're trying to do is build a movement yeah. around sustainable living that includes building, you know, building uh, neighborhoods and building uh, well, better environments. Well, that's the case in, you know, I'm working for J. Walter Thompson right mm -hmm. now, and arguably the, the first Marcom, mm -hmm. you know, in the world 150 years ago. And understanding the human challenge right. is really what it's all about. That's and being right. able to ask the questions, whether I'm there, you know, they're selling Listerine or we want to sell 1% for the planet. It's yeah. still the same idea. What's yeah. the human challenge That's that right. we're trying to solve? And who are the people and how do we get at those people? And I think it's at the the core as entrepreneurs of what we need to do. We if If we can't communicate effectively our big idea nothing is that's going right. to change that's exactly right right yeah. so what it what at UCSB with your it was all environmental but how did you get on the the marketing the marcom side because mm -hmm. there's a lot of learning to be really good at that have you learned all that on the fly 
uh, it was all in the fly. I was on environmental really? studies right, and so, yeah. a col- an ecology major, both science focused. Okay, so, I was in so, math. so <laughs> this, so back to this journey, right? Mm-hmm. So we have this vector, and the one vector for you appears to be I, I have to be, I have to live in my own skin and be, that's exactly, uh, right. be aligned, right? And mm-hmm. okay, this didn't work. I'm going to change. This didn't work. Then it changed. So you were open to this idea. And you knew that communicating, you could affect change. So how did you start to teach yourself the things that you needed to do? What was it about that Marcom space? Because sure. you're in the good spot. Yeah. What, what attracted you there? Um, you know, it's very uh, raw uh, experiences of, for example, sitting in front of the university center for I don't know how many hours of my life. Tabling. Sign this. Yeah. Oh. Do this. Vote this. And I talked to thousands of people. Really? Thousands and thousands of people. And lots of them said. And lots of them said no. Yeah. And lots of them lots of them would see me from a hundred yards away and literally were plotting how to avoid me. Yeah. Because the gravitational pull was so strong. You know, but if but similarly, it was, you know, even, and I still get shivers thinking about it, <laughs> is that the, um, you know, the power of a big smile mm-hmm. and Whoa. the power of positive in power of humor. How do you override just somebody's gut instinct? That's exactly right. How do you do that yeah. where you all of a sudden are, are talking about a heavy issue? Yeah. Of saving, you know, the oak trees in Santa Barbara County from bulldozers. No, I was going to go buy a taco. Yeah, and I'm. I'm that's exactly. Really you know, need to go buy a taco. Uh, you know, I've, so I've, I've, I've got really I've got to be someplace. I've got yeah, someplace to be. Really don't have any time but for this. I'm going to make it so that you want to sit with me for 30 seconds here, and then 10 earn second another pitch, minute. and yeah, and then write it your name down on something and give me permission and all of that. And it's if that's not the microcosm of marketing communication, everything, everything, right? Right. And I literally did that for almost, I'd say six years from about 18 to whatever, 20, 24. And literally the other thing was similarly, I used to go door to door to door for for political campaigns, which everybody's got just turned over just now. Yeah. Um, oh, that sounds like the most. That sounds like the worst. Like three doors in, I think I would be just. Be it like, was, I can't but do this. it is it's such an. You are then you're not you know getting people when they're outside of their space. You're literally going to their door, <laughs> yeah. and they're in you know their underwear, right. and they're like, "Why are you interrupting me on a Saturday morning to talk to me about something that I could give a hoot about?" Yeah. And right. again, similarly, it's like. You're taking that whole experience within 10 seconds right. and trying to spin that around. And it was like, and if I don't, that was my education in marketing and communication. <laughs> I've good, literally not door, had a class. Door, 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 door advocate. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty it was. So we had Scott Mann, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Green Beret, mm-hmm. retired um, on the show. And he talks about this exact thing, but dropped into Afghanistan mm. and meeting right. a tribal warlord right. and he's got 15 seconds to that's build Mark, that's rapport. That's right there. Yeah. But, but it yeah. is, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's very tribal. It's exactly, I've got this 15 seconds. And in his case, the outcome of a bad encounter was oh. dire. Yeah. Yeah. In yours, the guy went off to get the taco, that's right. right? So so the big smile, The so when we talk about elevator pitch, mm-hmm. right, you you had to learn what worked, and you could work sh- basically workshop that thing That's through right. the hundreds of calls. That's right. Yeah, and it was. I mean, I had five words if I was lucky. Oftentimes, right. I had a bullhorn, and I was literally, no you know, kidding. yes, and I would be, you know, I would be make essentially trying to crack jokes for large groups of people and make it like these guys are kind of cool and funny over here, you know. 
at least I'm whatever. Gonna, you know, I, and and the key was, and there's a thing I've told, you know, when I started working trade shows, is never stand behind a table. No, you right. stand in front of the table, right? Right. right? And that's and then similarly, it's like all these petitioners, particularly young freshmen who I'd kept be counseling at the time after doing this for thousands of hours, is you know, get out in front, smile and. Greet people. It's you. Yeah, it's me. Show them, show them, show them some. You know, some of your energy, and you know, you're still going to get turned down a bunch, but you're going to get a smile. You're going to be like, (laughs) you know, like not right now. I'll catch you on the backside, and you know, it. You know, turn it into like a human relationship. Where do you Where do you put on the list of like like uh, superpowers or skills? Mm. Being able to take a no, Uh, incredibly high. Yeah, like near the top, and and it's. And if somebody says they don't care that if you get a no, even after this many years, I think you're lying. It still hurts. So there's still that, yeah. like, oh, But you, you get some scarring around sure, it. But you sure. also, it's like, you know, particularly as an entrepreneur of all of us in the room, you know, can, you know, you, you lose count of no yeah. at some point. Yeah, right. And you, you also figure out, it's like, not only would you lose count of, when you learn that to get told no is a piece, a piece of data right. that you should always pay attention to in the oh, sense of oh. I was told no and I you know what was my pattern when I was being told no what you know literally what time of day was it what was I saying you know what did that person so, say when they said no so you know, not just like wash it not just let it bounce off of you but actually take it in as a data point and say and yeah to me that amazing. makes it so much easier to yeah. take a no yeah it, even uh, in particularly in business now you know and I still I mean I lose out on proposals all the time it's like every time I'm like it, I understood. I, I get it. Like that makes sense. Could you just tell me a little bit more? Because I want to be better at what you're right. playing, we do. Right. You're playing Battleship. That, exactly right. You <laughs> drop in a pen, and now you know where it's not. I know where it's not. I know well, that didn't work. I this, know that language didn't. And this happen. goes to that long goal over there. Yeah. If, right. if people look at everything as long game, and not short game, long game. You know, and literally, you may you lose out on the biggest contract of your life, or you may lose out on the biggest election of your life. But if you're if you're literally mission driven, trying to go over there, every one of those experiences is incredibly value and valuable. And still, to me, that the most painful ones for me in my life, both professionally and personally, have been by far my biggest growth periods of my life, hands down. Because when you're succeeding, everyone's like, ah, you know, pat on the back. You're awesome. It's not a constructive criticism time. It's let's celebrate. There's no growth. No, and it's it's when you're like you know in the doldrums and you've lost. (laughs) you know, $100,000 or you've lost, you know, uh, an election or you've lost a relationship or something like that, that's when you that's when things get seared in on a DNA level yeah. that you, that's that the crucible, you. right? It's the crucible. We, um, we like to talk about the dragon on the show. Oh, I have, I've heard about the dragon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark's big into Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> I, so I, I'm avid Game of Thrones dinner, yeah. so yeah. The end. The last thirty seconds yeah. of the first episode. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> done. <laughs> and now talking well, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> as we segue, <laughs> every show has got to talk about the dragon, Mark. Well, no, I, I, I'm just. Th- we have those dragons, and what you're suggesting is is that, and and like pay attention to that dragon. Yeah. Right. There's. Um, I said today to someone, I said, confusion means you're about to learn something. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Say it and again. Confusion what? means you're about to learn something. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I'm working with this new client, and they've got this whole process. Mm-hmm. They're trying to re-engineer the whole company to rethink how they engage. 
and they have a process that they spend a year on, and now they've got to train everybody how to do it. And so I'm, okay, I'll, I'll play along. No one knows how to do yeah, it. Right. And we're, and I, so I just said to everybody, confusion means we're about to learn mm -hmm. something. Yep. And let's just give this thing its, you know, spend time Let it with it. Yeah, I like that. Let it breathe. So I want to, I want to hear about, I want to go back to your entrepreneurial roots. Mm -hmm. What the heck's a brush buddy? <laughs> The brush buddy again. This is wait wait the, wait. Did you hear how he just said it? Yeah. yeah. The brush buddy. Yeah. yeah. The brush buddy. I said it a he lot. He said it to yeah. a thousand I was, people. I, I was I, at, can I introduce you? I was at many trade shows <laughs> with a brush buddy in front of the chasing table. people's dogs. Yeah. Uh, really? Yes. So this is a classic thing. This is a this is a the confluence of uh, I'm not sure if it's arrogance or confidence. <laughs> um, it's the confluence of uh, naivety sure, and. Yes. Uh, How old were you? I was. Uh, I got. How old was it? I was. I was about. I was at early 30s. Okay. 30, 31. And um, I I was at Sonos and I had the full entrepreneurial bug. I was just like so enamored. I just did one thing. Get that one thing off the I was going to make my millions. Right here. Yep. Right now. Right here, right now. And I was cashing out. Yeah, and then <laughs> that's it. I was cashing out because, look, I'm a smart dude, and I work hard, and you know, I was feeling my oats. And I, I was could, like- I could put hard work behind anything. It, yeah, and, and my dog, work. he jumped into the car, and he was full of sand, and he was all wet from the beach, and it was the proverbial big light bulb, <laughs> and I was like, oh. Brilliant. Wash niche. over me. Got my niche. Brilliance. Wash over me. I need a brush. Right? I need. A, I need a. I need a tool Where's to Mr. deal with Mr. Fuller. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. Here's the thing. It was like you know. I was like, oh my gosh, forty-five dollar, you know, billion dollar, you know, dog industry. It's exploding right now, and I'm gonna just slot right into that. And I've got this thing. And it was like I was off to the races. I was literally just like, you know, when there wasn't a call coming into Sonos, I was. You know, ideating over here on my scribble pad, and you know, it was I was just it was full of it at the end of the day. But incredible experience! It was business school, the best business school I will ever just attend. Doing it, right? I would just went at it. Yeah. I, I you know I built partnerships. I dealt with patents. I had a distribution center in Chicago. I was manufacturing in China. I went on QVC oh my gosh, and really? you know sold twenty. You know, I sold thirty thousand dollars of product what? within. Uh, Seven minutes. What? <laughs> Success. So we went and saw the movie Joy with the Mop. I haven't seen that one yet. You yeah. have to go I see know. it. I know, yeah. yeah. And I love Jennifer Lawrence anyway. It'll, but just, yes. it'll just echo everything that's happening yeah. to you. Yeah. It was that. Oh my it gosh. was and it was but it was the ultimate at the end of the day it was the ultimate pain train. Huh. You know, just challenging. Pain train. Yeah. It was like ultimate it was, you know, it, I didn't get the patent after thousands of dollars. Oh, um I yeah. Because somebody already had it? I was because... going this way, and 2009 yeah. was coming this way. Oh. And I was literally on my second flight out to QVC. I was in the air reading how every you – know, it was like the, the crash was happening real time. Yeah, yeah. And By the time you landed, it the, was, the that's what it felt economy like. economy had changed. Well, and, they, and literally QVC was laying off people. And if you know about QVC, if you've ever gone through that experience, it is – it, it is a whole show a machine. unto itself. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. But they were laying off people. And they're, you know, a whole station that only advertises and calls it, you know, entertainment. All they do is grow. All they, and it's yeah. and it's brilliant, but they were laying off people. And they literally, I, I got off, I went on the show, and they know by the second, literally by the second, how long you're going to be on. Because <laughs> they, don't, they don't waste time. Like, they gave me seven minutes last time. By this time... At about four minutes, they're like, you're not selling enough. Chink. Literally cut me up. I was done. 
And so and I had already, you know, manufactured a bunch and waiting oh for this next God. big because sale. Because you thought seven minutes the last time we got 30,000. Oh, I'm going to crush this it. This time we're going to be up. I'm going to crush it, you know. But it, it wasn't even QVC's problem. It was all of my issue. I didn't do the market research properly. I built the best product on the planet for my dog. Oh, but not, not for all dogs. else's dogs. <laughs> if I had more capital, if I had more vision, if I had more staying power, I could have built incredible products. But it was like after that, I think it was like my sixth trade show. I was in some scuzzy Vegas hotel. And I was just like, what am I doing? What here? am I doing here? Yeah. It's like, this yeah. isn't my calling. Right. right. This isn't this is my. This is not Earth Day. This is not Earth Day. Like, this is, right. I don't have the inner, like, uh, mojo to pull me through the tough time of this project. And I literally was like, I'm liquidating. I'm done. I lost everything. I borrowed from my dad. I borrowed from my house. I didn't take any capital because I wanted to keep it all in like in the you know I you know I had partners and whatnot. But it, I literally said, this is you know, this is a great experiment. I'm done. I'm going into debt, and I'm going to do the next thing right. How that pulling? I I call it cutting bait. Yeah, I like to fish. Yeah, like you just know. Yeah. I'm stuck on something. That's that's, right. I can't get in the boat. I'm cutting bait. Tell me that exact moment. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Uh, what was it? I was sitting. It was sitting in my office, and I was also similarly. I had moved out to the ranch at this point. There was this amazing, amazing confluence of all these events that were happening in my life. Part of it was I just I looked at my bank account and I was like, it, in order to stay in the game, I'd have to drop another like thirty or forty thousand dollars. And I'd have to create a new product, and and I was just, you know, and it was it was a uh, it was an uh, to some degree an ego crushing, right? Um, it was a financial crushing moment, you know, of sitting there in the office and just looking at, you know, a mess of papers on my counter and being like, I don't love this, and I don't I don't want to do it anymore, and I and I'm and I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, Dave, and I'm sorry, my business partners and my wife, who I drug, th- not even drug through it. I mean, she was always supportive, but it was, you know, it was a, it was an, a, a, an incredibly um, risky proposition, and I had no clue. Do you think it's fair to say that you need as much ego strength to say no as to accept a no? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean... You know the the ego is a, a power a, a powerful multi edged sword, um, and you know I credit it in the in the not in like I'm gonna you know strut on Fortune 500, but it's like I think I can do it, I think I have the power, and to be honest, I think almost everybody has the power to pursue something like this, but I want to show that it's possible to myself. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. I want to know that I can accomplish something that I can set my mind to. And it literally pulled me through three years of this, of building the product and going on QVC and selling thousands of dollars. And at the same time, it was the ego turning around and kind of looking at itself in the mirror and being like, you know, you just, you just don't got it on this one. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's okay mm-hmm. because, you know, you know, you're not done. We're not done. You know, like we got – just thirty. Keep, just, just keep pursuing. I was thirty. Yeah. And you're and persistent. Yeah, we know yeah. that. Yeah, and, and it's you know, and it, Big, it, biggest takeaway. The biggest that? takeaway is do what you love. Period. By far, uh, at the end of the day, and I tell this to everybody. Sure. Just do what you love, and it's particularly in these days, and this is like even for the millennial stuff, which I feel like I'm seeing more of. You know, and, and maybe even I don't know if it's too too far the extreme, but the idea that 
um, you know, living a, a successful or a substantial life is, you know, so much about just uh, pursuing, to me, you know, making, leaving things better than whence you found it. I mean, and, and that, you know, is, and I don't know if that's a biological thing of leaving stuff better for children that, you know, again, as a yeah, parent, as a, dad, yeah. as a dad, it feels very strongly about, or if it's like a responsibility of the human species of like everyone just doing a small part, because right, and I don't care how amazing somebody is. Not everybody's uh, like that. No, I, I, and I, and I right? get that, but I, I still feel like as a um, operating system that, you know, if it's like, if you're an amazing violin player, you know, whatever, and you're on a, down on a, in the subway and you're sharing something incredible with somebody, to me, that the reverberations and long tail of that kind of stuff is incredibly powerful, right? It's like sure, something that sure, sure. you are bringing something powerful to somebody. That might change someone's tone. That's right. And they walk into that That's next right. meeting and it changes their life. But it's like you're like living to your, it's like your highest vibrational thing is happening. Yeah. Whenever that is happening, whatever yeah. it is, to me, that is when, as a that's success. That is success. I love right? that because and, and and on an attractional level of a law of attraction, when you're doing that, opportunity is you know your gravitational pull of opportunity is incredibly powerful, in my opinion. I need to end it right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need to. He has a need. No, I don't, I don't need to. We're yeah. it just you know. There's there's th- this was a fabulous conversation. Um, that there's such an obvious energy in what you do and what you've done, and I can see why you've attracted so much to you've got the perfect name for the company. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see what you do. I'm, I, I just came out of a workshop thinking about my 20-year plan. You know, I'm 62, so like, like I'm gonna plan for what I do when I'm 82. Yeah, why not? I yeah. expect no. nothing less from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what you work on. I love working with you on projects, Likewise. and then, you know, running into you around. Um, where do people find you on the internet? Uh, if you want to go read great stories about great people, Loatree.com. If you want to learn about how to build a, be- a better business, a better company, better organization, go to loacom.com and uh, we'll see you at Earth Day on April 16th and 17th and you'll see all this great uh, combination of people and organizations and community that we've got here in Santa Barbara County all coming together for a couple of days. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. We are at the point in the show where we get to wrap a bow around this Please conversation do. and you get first dibs on a title for this conversation Ooh, because what happens is we get new listeners every week and they come in they came in through some entry someone told them about an episode and they got sure. it and now they're looking at all the other titles and so now mm-hmm. there's almost a competition of titles to find the one that's going to get them to land on yours mm, live for a better world got it i love that <laughs> See, I love, I love when the marketing people come in here and just they're just like, oh yeah, no, it's I got that. Just yeah, do, yeah, do you want yeah, another? Yeah, I got yeah. four more. <laughs> what do you want? The, which, totally. Do you want the one? Which demo are we yeah, hitting on that? Totally. Do you want? Uh... Well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate what you all do here, and thanks for uh, bringing to light all the amazing folks that are in our region. I mean, yeah. we've got our intellectual, our spiritual, our uh, entrepreneurial. Uh, Where I I maintained people all over the world that I run into that Santa Barbara. Uh, in, in its a larger um, geographic area, is a power center on the planet. It is. It is, and, and it's. I just and I want to live here here just to be running into amazing people all the time, and just people are smarter than me, or pursuing th- you know this or that, and just showing me like something new and amazing that 
gives me something to aspire to. And so you all are helping ca- encapsulate that in this podcast. So thanks for doing that. Hmm. You're welcome. That was very nice. Yeah, that was excellent. I appreciate that. My mom's going to like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, David, thank you so much. Um, I want to also thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services, our podcasting partner, Pull String Press. Uh, I, just, I love working here. I love the vibe. We are going to do a dark podcast. <laughs> okay. Just just, okay. just putting it out there. All right. Um, the 805 Connect Project is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. Uh, we could not do this without their support. If you'd like to learn about partnering with us or more about 805 Connect, go to 805connect.com. And Patrick, how someone who has been moved by this conversation learned something, what could they do about that? Well, I think everybody who's ever heard the show before knows my answer to that. And that is, uh, you know, go find somebody that hasn't heard this podcast yet and mm. uh, pick out your favorite episode, curate it for them, be be the DJ for them and uh, tell them the, oh, the, like the three or four shows that they need to listen to. Um, and even, you know, like Mark Mark's favorite trick, grab their phone, cue those shows up for them so that they don't even have to go searching for it. I was at the uh, State of the City breakfast yesterday and talking to people, and uh, I just said, hand me your phone. Yeah, yeah. And hand me the phone, and I'd pick two or three episodes and download them, and so they could listen to them. So uh, it's a fun way to do it. Uh, I would love to hear from you personally. Um, You could send me a note to mark at 805connect.com. I get great suggestions and ideas from you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester your host for 805 Conversations.